Welcome to more details, please, with your hosts, Emmanuel and Angela Williams, where we dive deeper into conversations with visionary entrepreneurs to discover what it takes to turn passion into purpose. Listen to real-world stories from self-starters and trailblazers and discover strategies and innovations shaping a greener future. Whether you are a seasoned business person or just starting out, let this be your go-to resource for inspiration and actionable tips for success. Join us now as we create a brighter, greener future together. Welcome to More Details, Please, broadcasting live in the Phoenix Business Radio X studios in Tempe, Arizona, where we help entrepreneurs turn their passion into purpose. We are your hosts, Angela. And Emmanuel Williams. And today, we are honored to have in the studio the owner, the owner of Phoenix Business Radio, Karen Nowicki. Thank you. I had not heard your intro before. That's jazzy. Wasn't that fun? It's phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. It's exciting. And the more and more I say it, the more and more I feel it. Yes. Yes. It feels good. So today, we're going to be talking to this successful entrepreneur about a whole lot of things, but we're going to really, really, really dig deep with Karen to learn more about entrepreneurship and taking risks. Hmm. I have to say, we've taken a few risks in our business and some worked out. And some not so much, but I don't judge it good or bad. Right, Emmanuel? Absolutely. Well, you know, one of the things that I'm excited about, first of all, I'm honored to have you here. Thank you. You have such a great spirit, a great energy, and I'm sure our listening audience is going to get nuggets of wisdom that can help them become a better entrepreneur and a better person as well. And so, you know, our theme is we like to talk to entrepreneurs that turn their passion into purpose. And passion is something that you love doing. Mm -hmm. Passion is something that you can connect with. And purpose is all about aligning your passion with purpose to make the world a better place. And so we couldn't think of a better guest to have on our show that we would love to talk to about that than, than you, Karen. So thank you. That's a tall order, Emmanuel. <laughs> Karen, but, but I'm, I'm up for the task. You know, it, it's exciting. So you actually had us as guests on your show, which was a phenomenal honor. And all we could see is in our minds that she's great. So, of course, when we get the opportunity to have you on, is wonderful. This question is going to seem a little elementary to um, the guests that normally listen to Phoenix Business Network. But what I think is important is that for other listeners that haven't heard it before, tell us a little bit about you and what it is that you do. Sure. You're assuming that anybody does listen to me oh, talk they about what I'm doing all the time. <laughs> so I own Phoenix Business Radio X. That's one of two businesses that I own. Uh, and here in the studio with Daryl as our producer and community manager, we like to share great stories about entrepreneurs and business owners, typically in the Metro Phoenix or Arizona area, because we know that stories matter. When someone has a passion and a purpose and they're a business owner, uh, sometimes we only see the highlight reel, <laughs> and we want to make sure that we tell enough story that people can get a sense for where were the challenges, where were the difficulties, what were the risks. You know, the, the, really the way that you've kind of created beautiful format for your show is what we help 
other business owners and professional organizations do as well. So this is the place for people to come and have a wreath on their door. We become their media partner and help you accelerate your relationships through storytelling. The other thing that I do is I've been an integrative coach for almost 15 years. And really what that means is that I help people with their mind, body, and spirit connection, working on their intrapersonal development. It often spills into professional as well, really helping people fall in love with themselves sometimes for the first time so that they can be the best version of who they are for their family, their friends, themselves, of course, and the greater community that they serve. Kara, this is exciting because you're used to finding that whole person. I mean, sometimes we just focus on one part. I mean, I'm going to go to the gym because I want my body to be beautiful. It's summertime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you integrate all of it, that takes on a whole nother level of involvement with the individual. Tell me a little bit about that. Well, we are not just a thinking mind. We're not just a body. And we're not just a soul. We really are all three integrated together into this this package, right? So if we're just going to the gym and we've got a rock hard body, but we're not kind to others, we're missing part of it, right? Or if we're a genius and we are of great mind and have memorized things or we're an, an, an academic uh, and brilliant that way, and yet we're not able to hold a conversation with others, especially the people who are most important to us, then we're missing out. And then there's other people who are so into the spirit end of things, not necessarily speaking to religion, but just, you know, spirit and being soulful that sometimes people have a hard time connecting with us here tangible because we're out there. (laughs) So helping people really, I don't have a, a viewpoint about where they should be. They know where they want to get in their life with all three of those being integrated. And so I just, I'm a guide to help them do that. We do through meditative practices. We do it through a lot of conversation. It's very different than talk therapy. I really always say to people, I'm, I'm a guide. I just know how to help you get there and and um, I'm going to be an advocate for having you reveal all of who you are, not just the highlight reel, like we said earlier, but, um, you know, be, be proud of your vulnerability and your authenticity because that's really what people want to connect with. Oh, God, I feel like I'm about to get free counseling. How much you normally charge for this? <laughs> All right. No, Try to shut off the on-air button. <laughs> well, you know, the, the journey of life is really about connecting with ourselves, with our essential self. And there are barriers that gets in a way to, to go deeper within ourselves. And, and those barriers a lot of times they are unconscious. We don't even really know why we are stuck and trapped in this so-called matrix that we live in. As a coach, if you will, how do you approach a person to get them to turn on that light? When when there's no light, there's no conscious. You can't be unconscious and conscious at the same time. But there's those times, those aha moments when that light come on. Tell me a little bit about how you help people to get to that space. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> Great question. Uh, the first thing I do is help them get back in their body. And I won't, I won't spend a lot of time in that conversation because it really is a series of physical practices. It's called Tao Healing, and we do a series of tapping. So every time somebody comes and spends time with me, whether it's, you know, remotely and we're on FaceTime or Zoom together or they're physically at my office, my wellness space, we're going to get them back in their body uh, so that they can, and I teach them to feel. After we tap certain parts of their body, I'll just say, close your eyes, fall still. What body sensations are you feeling in your body, right? So that's the first thing. Because if we're not able to feel what's going on in our container, it's very far, hard for us to be aware of how am I showing up in the world and what's blocking me and keeping me stuck to your point. So when folks are taking a look at themselves and they want to maybe achieve in a different area of their life, or they want to enrich in their relationship, or they want to um, succeed financially or make a career change, whatever it is that they're faced with, solve a problem, whatever it is. They've got to be willing to be real with themselves. Where am I showing up now? How am I showing up? And I have a very strong skill set as one of my superpowers to be be able to see through all the excuses and all the layers of pretending without making somebody wrong. It's what we're taught to do. You kind of alluded to it when you were asking this question. Uh, so I have a series of questions and a series of um, opportunities for them to reflect on where they are right now. Because the one thing we don't want to happen is have them fall into shame and guilt when they're being self-reflective. Because if they get stuck there, they're going to be less inclined to reveal more of themselves, not only to me as their accountability buddy and their guide, let alone to the people that matter most to them, first of all, themselves. Does that answer your question? Yes. <laughs> it, it, it does. So, Karen, let's let's help the listeners understand how do you minimize risks but mas maximize the reward for something new? I don't know anything about it. Hmm. <laughs> well, I think you have to flip the script on what risk is. Sometimes we say that risk-taking, we, we're afraid of taking risks because something bad might happen. Mm -hmm. And so we want to flip the script and look at it. Well, if you take a risk, the opposite of that could also be true. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Let's focus on what's what the possible outcome could be that we're looking to achieve and we're going for that, right? So uh, making sure that we are driven towards what we want in life and refeeding that to our thinking mind and our behavior so that that's what shows up. Yeah. It, it's funny because we have lots of friends that say, I, I want to start a business. I, I'm in corporate. I like the money, but I don't like what I do. I've been doing it for a long time. I, I do really want to start a business, but I don't, I don't know what to do exactly. And of course, there's that fear of taking the leap. How do you help that person? I mean, what do you say? Help them get attached to, again, the outcome. What if, if you did do this? I often say this. If you did know what to do, what would you do? It's a question I ask a lot. <laughs> you know, I'll, and when someone says, I don't know, and I'll say, well, if you did know, what would you do? <laughs> uh -huh. And give them some time to think about it. And or I'll say to them, use your imagination and just pretend for a moment with me. So helping people get unstuck so that they can begin to see the version of themselves that they dream about especially when they're moving from maybe the corporate world to, uh, you know, becoming part of your team or having their own business or whatever it is they want to do. A lot of times people say, I, I want to I write a book, but I could never do that or I never could find the time. Well, what if you could find the time? <laughs> what would your book be about? And help them begin to see that vision so that then you can help them, you know, create the steps 
to having that become reality. Well, you know, I, what I see is that a lot of times people's biggest barrier is fear. And I don't think a lot of people understand what fear is. You know, when you start to get down to it to realize a realization to what fear is, it goes deeper than than the mind. Because you have different types of fear. You have primordial fear, which means if somebody is attacking you, you know, you can, you know, you have to do what you have to do to survive. That's a part of our makeup. But then you have psychological fear. And that is being trapped in thoughts and emotions and being in a bad dream and you and nothing is really happening. And I think a lot of times people are stuck with fear in that they can't get out of their thoughts and emotions that's pulling them into this illusion, if you will, that the emotions that you're feeling and the thoughts that you're feeling that's associated and attached to to whatever you're afraid of has nothing to do with the situation. It has everything to do with you being trapped in your, your own mind. Surely you've heard the acronym false evidence appearing real, the acronym for fear, right? So I don't want to dumb this down any, but for somebody who may not be aware of it and haven't heard it, fear is basically false evidence appearing real. And to your point, and what we said earlier around Business Radio X being a place to tell stories, our lives are all about the stories we tell ourselves. Mm -hmm. So we can all have had an experience today together being on the show together. And three months from now, if somebody were to eavesdrop on a conversation about Angela telling what happened, me and you, they were all going to be slightly different. That's because that's the story that we've told ourselves. None of that is necessarily reality. It's our version of what took place. And so when we talk about stepping out of fear, if we can begin to look at whatever we're afraid of as just the story we've told ourselves about something and begin to shift that story a whole new reality can take place. Well, you know, that's interesting because I, I, I talk all, a lot of times I talk about the boogeyman in the closet. Mm. And somebody told you, you better get in the bed. And if you do wrong, the boogeyman going to jump out the closet and get you. Mm. So you, when you go to the bed, you go to sleep. Well, we spend all of these years running, getting in the bed, hiding, scared to go to the bathroom, thinking about believing that there's a boogeyman in the closet. But one day you get sick and tired of being sick and tired. And you start to, through your suffering, you start to awaken, if you will. And you, a thought comes to say, well, wait a minute. Let me open up this closet because now I got enough faith and strength and courage to just take that extra step. That's in a, in a, in a, a light come on. Mm-hmm. And then you open up the closet door and you look and there's nothing there. And then you say to yourself, my goodness, I've been going through all of this pain and suffering for all of these years to realize that there is nothing to be afraid of. And so a lot of times the stories that we tell ourselves, the stories that we identify with, the stories that we're attached to, is that boogeyman in the closet. And in that awareness and awakening, you reincarnate the old you that was attached to those fears dissolve. And the new you incarnate to another level of your light, the way that you express yourself in this world. Absolutely agree. And can I take it a step deeper? Absolutely. Please. There are people who will argue that idea and say, but I did open the closet when I was 15, 9, 3, 28, and there was a boogeyman there. I mean, metaphorically speaking. 
And that's where trauma impacts how we show up in this world. This is oftentimes what you were speaking to earlier around the unconscious part of us that runs the program. Absolutely. And so when we experience trauma in our life, we go into fight, flight, freeze, or fawn mode. And it's out of survival. And so if we've had an experience that has been traumatic and, and caused chaos, then our reptilian brain goes to, I've got to protect. I need to get out of here. I need to fight. I need to overly take care of you so that you love and accept me. Whatever those things are, a combination of it. And until we address that trauma and be able to clear the shock out of our body, we believe that that boogeyman still lives in the closet. Yes, yes. So, mm-hmm. Karen, now that I realize I may have had some trauma, maybe before I was even seven years old. Right. And now I've lived with that trauma. Now I am 50, and I'm still blaming my mother. I'm still blaming my father. I'm still I've blaming the other. So now, how do I get beyond that? How, how do I get beyond, yes, the trauma exists. I know it exists. Now what? I think the first thing is admitting that to yourself and knowing to what your point was earlier that 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 situation is in the past. It does not have to continue to inform your life going forward. And can people uh, move beyond their trauma on their own? I think so. I I don't know that for sure. But there are so many different modalities and so many different ways in which People can heal and integrate their trauma. And the work that I do with people is very somatic. Again, it's very body-oriented. And I would always say to people, if you're aware that you have had a traumatic event, again, regardless of what age you are, and by the way, I think we all have. It doesn't. Trauma is not relative. So if somebody had an experience where they were in a serious car accident when they were a child, we would all agree that's traumatic, especially if limbs were broken, they're in the hospital, whatever. But that person's experience does not weigh itself against maybe my son, who was in a third grade class and showed up late, and the teacher, as she had the kids circled around uh, her, reading a story when he opened up the door, and they all got excited to see him because he's kind of, you know, a, a character. And she says to him in front of everybody, oh, we were doing great until you got here, and he was crushed. Those can be equally traumatic mm-hmm. to that individual. And so when we're aware of that, we can say, I need to take an assessment of my life. Where have I been shocked and surprised? And I've deemed it negative and unhealthy. And then make a commitment. Okay, I may not remember exactly what happened because, again, when it's trauma, we often don't remember. But I'm aware of it. And then make a point to go and shift the way that you have a relationship with those memories or their lack of, the lack of memory. I spent a lot of years trying to figure out why I was born into the family that I was born into when my mom and I didn't have a really strong relationship, and I idolized her as a young woman. And then she was no longer available to us. It crushed me. And so for many years, I kept thinking, well, why, 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 why? Well, I could never quite figure out why. I had to just embrace, okay, so it happened, and who do I want to be as a mother, a sister, a friend, a business owner going forward, and how do I use those experiences where I felt there was lack to turn it around and make it something that enhances and enriches my life? Okay, Karen, I, 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 I'm going to ask you a question. Maybe it's personal, maybe it's not, who knows? But as an gr- integrative coach, when you have had trauma, is it 
a time in your practice where you would say you need professional help? Yes. <laughs> okay. um, and, and me personally, um, I, I continue to work with my own trauma guides and my own coaches. I don't think there's ever going to be a time that in my life that I would think I've arrived. <laughs> I don't need any more help. I feel like we're all, we're on this earth to evolve and again, become the best version of ourselves. And so, yes, I think professional help is, is um, very beneficial for anything that we're trying to achieve in our life. Because especially when that guide or that coach or whoever that is has walked a similar path, then we we have an example of somebody who's who's succeeded before and ahead of us, and we can learn by that. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting that you say that because in my experiences, you know, growing up in a project poor, you know, my mom um, got into a car accident, come home from church, passed away. They found my dad in the trunk of a car. He was into all kinds of, you know, activities, and I loved both of them dearly. And being in that place of not knowing, being a young kid, trying to figure it out, a lot of times in the midst of that, you ask yourself why, and you try to figure it out. But a lot of times it's just too heavy. But one of the things that I always understood was that somewhere in the back of my mind, everything was going to always be okay. And because that was my cross that I was carrying, being that I have been able to transcend as an individual and as a, a man who can look back on those things, love my mom, love my dad, and say that was the best thing that could have happened to me right. because I am who I am right now. But I had to evolve. I had to go through those ups and downs. And so to me, a lot of times, if you look at a lot of times, it's your perspective. My purpose is to become more of who I am. My purpose is to give of myself in this life that I'm living. That's where you find your peace. That's where you find your joy. So the very things that I looked at as if it was the worst thing that can happen, because those light bulbs now has turned on, because that transcendence has happened, I can forgive, I can be at peace, and I can say that I am exactly where I am doing what I'm doing. That's why I'm able to meet you, Karen, and have these in-depth conversations because those experiences help me to realize that this is what I'm supposed to be doing right here and right now. And that's very different than someone who may have had a parallel life to you. Let's just pretend that. And they continue to subscribe to the belief that these are challenges that they can't overcome or the why did this happen to me and they just get stuck there. That's the greatest gift we can give ourselves. Challenges, I believe, and I know that we share this because we've talked yes. about it. Challenges are laid out for us, I think, universally. <laughs> I think spirit is the guide in that to help us, again, grow through those opportunities. And if we look at it through that lens, even though we might hate it in the middle of it, if we can look at it through, all right, well, what's the lesson? What's the learning here for me? Then every time there's a challenge, or a difficult, crunchy conversation, and we can come up from it long enough to say, okay, I'm being challenged. This is a good thing. How do I go about it from that perspective? Then we, it's almost like we grow wings, and then we can just keep moving forward. You know, and I, and I think that a, a, a wonderful example of that, because we are here to grow. That's why we're here. Whether Whatever your religion is, a lot of times people say, well, if Christ hadn't carried the cross, he wouldn't be able to wear the crown. That's all of our journey. That's all of our journey. And when we can come into an acceptance 
and a surrender, then that's when we are able to transcend. You know, the the whole conversation, um, we can relate it back to risk and business. But back to that whole person, if I am at a point in my business where I open the doors, but I haven't quite made the sale or my sales aren't what they should be, that's my new challenge. How do I get beyond that if I'm still holding on to something that happened when I was younger and there is a reason for it, of course? How, how, do, you, how do I get past that? Because now I'm in business. I took that leap. Now I want to go to the next step. How do you help me get some money in my pocket? <laughs> yeah. So entrepreneurs and business owners, that is the place where I hear people say it all the time. This is where I really got to know myself mm-hmm. <laughs> because those things are going to show up over and over and over again. The employee issues, the financial issues, the client or customer being unhappy for the first time, the lack of structure and all those things. And so really it is the greatest experience in personal development as we're professionally developing ourselves to be a great business leader and business owner. So if you were to ask specifically, again, I think it's like working with someone like myself. Again, there's a lot of different modalities. You've got to be willing to say, I see that I'm stuck. (laughs) And on the surface, it looks like this. Maybe it's, you know, lack of sales. What's underlying that? That's just a symptom. Mm-hmm. It's it. So what's happening underneath that? And go clean that up. And, and I'll tell you what, it's emotional work. And a lot of people don't want to feel crappy. <laughs> so they avoid it. They sweep it under the rug. Well, you, you kind of have to go into the, gosh, I don't feel good about this. I don't like myself very much. Or I'm frustrated at this and, and being willing to label those emotions, Mm -hmm. feel those emotions, not get carried away by them, but feel them long enough that you can say, all right, well, that wasn't fun. Now what am I going to do? Which is major. That that is major. So now, Karen, I, I, I would tell you, even in our business, we've been up and we've been down. And I would say we probably share that story with every other entrepreneur. Those times when you're up, 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 And then you see over a two-year period, your revenue or sales go down 50%, and then the next year goes down another 50%. And it's like, okay, when do I say enough is enough and I need to quit? So I'm having that emotion. How would you suggest I get beyond the risk? And some would say, starting again. Do we ever get beyond risk? I, I think not. With no sales or some sales that went down or even sales that go up, there are challenges that you're going to experience, but... Right. So, I mean, there's risk in saying, I'm going to close up shot, turn off the lights, and, and hand in my key and, and not give up, but say, I've done this long enough that I need to go find something else. Mm-hmm. There's also risk in that. Yes. Right? Or maybe I need to change my team or wh- whatever it is. I, I think there, as long as we're living there's going to be risk. And some people have become more comfortable with risk than others, especially if you're a business owner, an entrepreneur, you're signing up for that, or at least you better be signing up for that. <laughs> and then I think having a mentor, which is, I again, I don't know a lot about detail experts, but from what I have learned in the short time we've known each other, that's what you've offered so beautifully to your, your not only your customers, but also your the folks who are coming and saying, I want to, I want to be involved. How do, how do I have my own little piece of this pie? 
finding mentors and guides and teachers and running alongside people who are also taking calculated risks, maybe at a higher level, maybe at the same level, it doesn't matter, but people who are modeling and examples of who you strive to be. Circle yourself around those wagons and just watch how your life begins to take shape and you solve those problems. If I've got money problems, I need to go talk to people who, who've got money and can help me solve that problem. If I have a relationship problem, I need to go talk to somebody who helps people with relationship problems. You know, I think one of the biggest risks that we can take is to not be happy. <laughs> it has nothing to do with money. It has nothing to do with what you desire. And I think a lot of times what we want and what we desire come from a place of fear. It comes from the place of lag mm -hmm. because we don't feel good about ourselves because we're trying to keep up with somebody. How do you know what you want? And how do you know what's good for you? An indication of that is, am I, how am I feeling? Mm -hmm. Am I happy? So I think that life is really about finding out. And the biggest risk is at the end of the day when we take our last breath, if we can be happy, well, it don't matter if you're sweeping the floor or cleaning the toilet or the president of the United States. At the end of the day, if you can smile and say, hey, I ran a good race, that's the risk. The dude's a unicorn. I know. I know. <laughs> and, I, and I love that about you. And I really, again, I don't spend a lot of time with you, but every time I'm with you, you just have this happy persona. And is that is it is it like that all the time? Yes. Right, which is why I called you a unicorn. So if you're like Emmanuel and you're a unicorn and you found happiness in scrubbing toilets and, you know, walking out and seeing it rain when you left your windows down in your car, good for you. I also don't know that most of us are wired that way. And I honor and I respect that, and I wish I had more of that in me. I am more inclined to be the one who defaults to, oh, darn it. Yes. <laughs> Here we go again. And, 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 and I've, I've had to work through depression. I've had to work through panic attacks and anxiety and, and a lot of those things. And I've just designed this big, huge tool bag to help me get back to, before happiness, back to a place of peace. Mm -hmm. My understanding is, is that emotions are temporary. They're meant to move through us. And so knowing that happiness may not always be available to me, I'm okay with that. Same thing with joy, but also anger and frustration and sadness. It's all meant to be fluid and temporary. And if I can make my commitment to go back to peace, or in your case, happiness, then, then I'm golden. So, you know, create a tool bag that, that's labeled joy or happiness or peace and come up with techniques and and daily practices and people in your life that will help you come back to whatever emotion you want to experience more frequently, have those techniques in your tool bag so you can go back to them time and time again. Oh, we're about to, we're about to go to the tool bag. All right. All right, Karen. <laughs> Tell us what's in your tool bag. Oh, my goodness. Yes! <laughs> so I've already mentioned tapping, mm -hmm. and, and I, I cannot emphasize that enough. Seven years ago, I was um, became part of a team— um, Four of us owned a business together, a social media company together. And I left my body and wanted so desperately to sell this business within a year and a half that I was um, working ridiculous hours, sometimes 50, 60 hours a week. Had a small kiddo, two middle school kids at the time, a husband. And I was just focused on 
selling that business and getting to a place where we could do it. I ended up having a total hysterectomy and appendectomy and emergency surgery because I I left my body uh, for about a year and a half. When I recovered, I found out about the uh, Tao Healing Center in Sedona, which is where I was introduced to this Tao healing and this tapping method. And I've not one time forgotten this practice since then, and now I teach it with my clients, making sure that daily, sometimes multiple times a day, I'll even say to Daryl sometimes, look, before our next show, I got to go tap. (laughs) I don't know that he really knows what that means, but I go to my wellness center, close the door, turn off the lights, and sometimes I just tap for five minutes. So whether it's yoga or exercise or whatever, find that thing in your tool bag that helps you get back in your container. Mm -hmm. Because if you're giving all of yourself away and you leave nothing for yourself, you're going to find yourself not well, and you you will find yourself in dis disease, which then becomes disease, which is uh, which is what I've experienced. So that's one of the things. Another thing for me is prayer and meditation. They go hand in hand. Uh, getting quiet enough, often enough, that I can just sit in stillness and in the gap and listen to where I'm being inspired and and what I'm being called to do. Uh, there are tons of more <laughs> things in my very large tool bag. I'll stop there. Do you want to hear more? <laughs> I, you know, I actually do, but I, I don't want to be too selfish. I just need to schedule an appointment. <laughs> <laughs> Done. It's funny. You know what? I, I, I And I really love that. So often when I am a guest on shows, whether they're with our clients here or on other podcasts and radio shows, it's so neat that afterwards, the people who've invited me to have this very high-level conversation, because we know that we're running at the same place and we can learn from each other, Oftentimes they do say, I really feel like I I could benefit in spending more time with you. And so I would welcome that opportunity. (laughs) That is exciting. You take couples? (laughs) I have have never worked with couples in the same session, although I've I've facilitated, you know, conversations where I've 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 been asked to come and do that. I really work with people individually because that's really where the growth works. And then once you've got a handle on that mind-body-spirit connection for yourself, your relationships are enhanced and enriched. Well, Kara, we so are so honored to have have you here with us. Um, You're such a light. We know that our listening audience is going to be able to take some of these nuggets of wisdom with them to empower them and to make their, their world a better place. Well, yeah. thank you for the invitation. Yes. I think we've only known each other for not even three months yet. That's right. <laughs> I, I, I think we're on six weeks, to be honest. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> and here you are with your own show with a bunch of episodes underneath your belt and traveling for for everything that you do. Uh, so while, while you've given me a very sweet acknowledgement, I need to say it back to both of you. My life has been enriched by getting to know you. And and it all started with an interview like this, where I got to ask you questions. And you both really brought your heart into that conversation, which is I know how you run your business and your lives on a daily basis. And so I just say thank you for letting me come and spend time with you. And thank you for becoming part of who we are at Business Radio X. I have no doubt you're going to continue to inspire and change lives by simply being the people that you are and the way you show up as servants to the world. Karen, that that is so nice to hear. I would like to let our listeners know how to get in touch with you. Now, I am going to make a request. Yes, they can get in touch with you, Phoenix Business Radio X. But what I will be subscribing to is your (laughs) integrated coaching business. So can you tell people how to get in touch with you there as well? Yes. I would encourage you to reach out to me on LinkedIn. 
or follow me on Facebook and Instagram if you're a social media person. If not, you're welcome to email me, and I'll just give you my general email. It's Karen Nowicki, N-O-W-I-C-K-I 2007 at gmail.com. I've never given that out before. And, and here's why. I don't have a website yet for you to go to. For the last almost 15 years, my coaching practice has been all by referral. And we're, we're just now working with my team to take it to the next level so that there, you know, there's information out there and available. And I actually have a website, an iNudge website. But right now, since we're, we're having this conversation prior to that, follow me on LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, or Instagram and reach out through one of those platforms or connect with me uh, via email. And we'll have a conversation about what that might look like to work with me professionally. Oh, Karen, thank you so much. You've been listening to Phoenix Business Radio X. This podcast is brought to you by Detail Experts, the mobile steam cleaning company that saves the planet one franchise at a time. Until next time, we're Angela and Emmanuel Williams and Karen. We cannot say enough about you. Thank you for listening to More Details, Please. Presented by Emmanuel and Angela Williams from Detail Experts the mobile steam cleaning company dedicated to protecting the planet. Be sure to subscribe to more details, please, on your favorite podcast platform. You can also follow us on Facebook at Detail Experts and visit DetailExperts.net. That's D-E-T-A-I-L-X-P-E-R-T-S dot net. We hope you've gained some valuable insights from our conversations today. Stay driven by curiosity, and we'll bring you more details next time.